Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second last week of this year. Uh, Today is December 19th, Monday. It is week 51 of this year, 2022. Pam's going to let us know all about this week. And then I will be back with our meditation. We have lots of things happening this week. So, Pam, what's in store for us? And, gosh, golly gosh, I hope that it's looking good. Well, it's uh, sure, sure it's looking good. I mean, basically it's attitude is everything for warned is forearmed, as the ancients used to say. And on the 19th, we have the moon in the sign of Scorpio. And I think part of what this week is opening up into, because as Susie said, it is the week of the solstice, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, for people who mark and honor those events. So there's a lot of activity and um, conviviality, but also I do know that holidays bring up for many people uh, big uh, topics or moods or emotions that have to do with grief, loss, past, and uh, this opening of the week with the moon in the sign of Scorpio certainly speaks to that. Now, this isn't necessarily negative. My personal feeling about grief is that it's important to acknowledge it and to basically let it go with where you need to go with it. And what's interesting in general, when I reflect on this time of the end of Pluto in Capricorn. Next year, we will start some of Pluto in Aquarius later as the months go on. And it'll be a while before it's firmly in. But as we do these transition times, moving from one sign to the other, especially in as slow a moving planet as Pluto from our perspective, One thing that we need to acknowledge is that when Pluto is leaving a sign, which it is in the sign of uh, Capricorn, we are going through grief. We are going through endings that have to do with whatever those lessons were of Pluto and Capricorn. And of course, um, the huge lessons have been in 
holding on to the mundane world as we know it, because Capricorn is an earth sign, cardinal earth. It has to do with how we think our society is framed, how it functions. And so that's globally as well. And what is the infrastructure of our civilizations and one of the reckonings, of course, has been this journey with understanding that infrastructure and the way that uh, planetary commerce has uh, run is simply not sustainable. So one of the things that I've been reflecting on a lot is ancestral grief and also grief that's passed on through families, either articulated or not. But certainly, we all as human beings have a a deep disassociation that has happened through the civilizations in ways that for some of us being totally removed from our cultures of origin. And so as we go into this holiday, like full throttle season, there is a offering of looking at how holidays have been celebrated. Yes, during this brief time of high commerce, because when you look back historically, even a hundred years ago or less, the high reverence for gaining possessions and must-haves with purchases this has just been wildly accelerated, not something that was even in existence to the degree it was in the 20th century. So here we are at this point in time in the 21st century, and we have to ask ourselves, are we going to do things the way this one aberrant century did it over all day? Or are we going to look back and get more into cultural roots, things that had to do with deeper attachment to biological origin and connection to the earth and why we do those things like bringing greenery into the house and, and things of that. So I think Moon in Scorpio on Monday on the 19th is a, is a great day to kind of not necessarily sit in a well of what is it that we're moving on from or what is it that I feel a sense of loss of connection to, but more about what am I transitioning into. And for many of us, holidays really highlight loss. People who've lost loved ones or maybe don't live in situations like they used to live or have the familial or friend connections they used to have. Uh, holidays are, you know, they're hyper real. And so if you are experiencing some deep emotions, 
it's really important to dive into them, know them, and don't suppress them. Whether you want to carry them in with you for a whole week, two weeks, three weeks, that's up to you, your choice, what you're dealing with. Um, For some of us, it may be just some sacred time when we're journaling or weeping or remembering or doing some sort of ritual that's connected to what no longer is. But the important thing always with these rituals, especially things that have to do with grief, loss, moving on, reflection, is the energy that then opens up to what comes next into the void. If there's loss, then there's an opening for something new to come in. But the most efficient way to allow that is to really come to terms with all those dark passageways of where the loss is harboring. Because once we're able to do that, then we can open up to what comes next. And I personally will certainly be using Monday for more of this because I have more work to do myself on this into the 20th. And one thing that I'm noting uh, on Monday or the wee hours of Tuesday morning is that for some of us, it might be a dream or something that comes in. There's a, there's the energy that can be quite an epiphany, a inspiration, a revelation. And when we're in that very dark space, that's when we can see the really bright light. I mean, those of you who track the lunar cycle know that we see the most stars when the moon is new and we cannot see the moon in the sky because then there's the blackness that allows the light to shine. So on the 20th, the moon goes void of course at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time. There's this nice little envelope in kind of mid-afternoon through that void period when uh, we have really good energy at being able to really clear up some of these emotions that I'm discussing. It doesn't mean that um, they go away, uh, but we, we know that we've done work <clears throat> on anything that's holding us in Uh, a space where we're unable to move forward. We know we've done the work when it no longer has the same charge that it had. And I think the other theme that I want to talk about this particular week is that of forgiveness. Because with grief, um, I've also noticed that with the things that we find it difficult to forgive, that holds us in that grievance space as well. And grief, grievance, 
they don't mean the same thing necessarily, but they hold energetically similar constraints that don't allow us to really embrace what comes next. And for me, when I think of forgiveness, and I I talk about this often in client um, discussion, but I know this for myself, when we've had some sort of betrayal or grievance, always the hardest part of the story to forgive is ourselves. I mean, even if we didn't necessarily create the situation, the being stuck with that energy does cause up a sense in ourselves of being stuck, shame, guilt, grief. And these things keep us bound to whatever that is that is important to forgive and move on from. But not to forget. (laughs) My father used to always say, I forgive, but I don't forget. And among many things she taught me, that was a very interesting lesson to interpret in my own way, not just the way she was using it. So once the moon is void, of course, and the times they give her Eastern time, so just adjust. Um, Once the moon is void, of course, and it's in the sign of Scorpio, it's in that for the rest of the evening. So just a couple, few hours of the evening, Eastern time. But again, it depends where you are. And I think that's a great opportunity to just, work on whatever it is you may need to purge, uh, clean up, throw out, move, uh, you know, store a different place or give away. It's, It's excellent for that. And this can be mental, emotional, psychological, as well as physical. Wednesday, the 21st is the winter solstice. And the winter solstice occurs when the sun moves into the sign of Capricorn. And once that happens, we are in this period where in the northern hemisphere, it's the shortest day of the year. But it is a time when symbolically we bring in more light southern hemisphere of course it's the longest day of the year but with this energy what's happening is an increase of light so increase of awareness and possibility of Uh, in the northern hemisphere we go in word um, and and that's how we ideally get the revelations or the pieces of the light. And on this particular period, this particular solstice, it is very spiritually charged. And what it's asking us to do is to look into how we do that. How do we connect 
to the the universal unconscious, the great beyond, the the infinite void? How do we? And for many of us, that can be unsettling or frightening. And for others, it's like, well, I'll just have some more mulled wine. Um, and uh, not to judge the, the latter decision, but I would say this particular solstice, you will get more out of it with imbibing less and going more into meditation, things that allow that sense of uh, the numinous without a um, a self-medicated in enhancement. This may be challenging because I, I can see that this particular December 21st looks to me like there'll be lots of invitations, lots going on, depending on where you are. A lot of people are more loose or uh, open to getting together with other people, with whatever their reservations may have been with the pandemic. So this this can be like a high invitation day. And you might want to just winnow it down and choose where you, where you go and why, because it's, it's, there is a quiet that is asking you to listen. And that goes on until the 22nd moon, also in the sign of Capricorn. I do want to mention that the 19th and 20th are good days for um, projects and things like that. Uh, Mars still is retrograde, so we want to keep that in mind, that there may be delays happening, but Jupiter is direct, so we are opening up more into moving forward energy. Uh, the 21st and Thursday are not really great days to be starting new things because we are being asked to do more of that inward reflection. It's not, it's not so much a go out and do as a make sure you understand all the fine print and whatever's being presented to you. And that's not just contractual. It's also what in the conversations are we not hearing? Are we not um, paying attention to? Is not really given to us in concrete ways that are clearly articulated. The 23rd is the new moon. And that begins at... Uh, 5.17 a.m., uh, early morning on the 23rd. And the thing to notice here is there's a few things. We've got, as I said, Mars retrograde over this holiday weekend. We've got Mercury slowing down from our perspective before it goes retrograde. Some people call it the shadow. Some people call it the storm. Um these this period, if you didn't start or get things off the ground Monday, Tuesday, I certainly wouldn't do it now. Uh, Chiron goes direct 
And this speaks a lot about our ability to get even more in crystal clarity with those uh, wounds or things that might cause us less than hyper holiday cheer. Uh, I don't think it means that this has to be a bummer (laughs) holiday season at all. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm simply saying that if we do have these, um, (laughs) and then I've got the chorus of dogs that often start. Those aren't my dogs, but they, they love this little chorus. And so I see them as kind of just saying, you know, you can't, you can't not hear the little voices, the, the nagging, whatever it may be. So if that's going on for you, just honor it. It's okay. Find someone you can quietly talk to about it if that's appropriate and just let it be real for you. Because when we suppress our realities or our emotions, it's not going to feel good. Absolutely not. So the new moon is in Capricorn and it is uh, starting to engage us in things that we might want to do, make happen, especially anything that has to do with things you absolutely want to put to rest or readjust as we are going through these last phases. And the last phases of Pluto and Capricorn are going to go on for another year or two. So it's not like we don't still have those reverberations and themes. We absolutely do. But it is so much about looking at what is it that um, maybe I want to do differently that has to do with how I do money, how I think of my work, what it is I create in a substantial way, uh, what's my allegiance to certain uh, infrastructures, foundations, um, institutions, how do they work for me, how don't they work for me. And not that we have to solve any of this on the day of the 23rd, but it is a offering or opportunity for us to certainly walk into that and do it. Christmas Eve, the 24th, uh, the moon is also in the sign of Capricorn, which Capricorn is a sign linked to the planet Saturn. This is Saturnalia. It's it's got to do with harvest. And and the thing about the thing that's really interesting when we research these old holidays and and their allegiance to the earth and why they were formed is a lot of the whole Saturn process of, oh yeah, now we're going through Christmas and uh, solstice and um, these things that have to do with uh, bringing together the harvest is it's strategic. We're shoring up our resources for when things get too hot or too cold and we need to know what we have and where it is. So this is actually, I think, a fabulous holiday weekend, however you celebrate it or if you don't, because it's got that new moon energy, very strategic moon in Capricorn, which then goes forward, of course, at 10, 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve and enters the sign of 
Aquarius, 2.14 a.m. on Christmas Day. And both these signs are traditionally linked to the planet Saturn. And where the moon is traveling over these few days really speaks a lot about strategic planning and setting up foundations that work. So maybe your holiday season doesn't look like it looked 10 years, five years, 20 years ago, but you're setting up or you can choose to set up new traditions, new ways of doing it that are more sustainable, more lasting, more joyous than whatever the Hallmark presentation was in the past. And now I turn it over to Susie. Three cheers for some change, yes. <laughs> I find it is so much of the time I spend with clients literally is helping them um, almost uh, whittle down so much of all of the traditional stuff that we do and we get ourselves in a tears, you know, the the butter has to be in the shape of, a, I don't know, a Christmas tree or something like all of these things that that we we spend so much time on when we could really just be spending time in self-reflection or in conversation with the people that we love. So, yes, my general message always around this time is simplify, simplify. <laughs> Don't you agree, Pam? Simplify, yeah? I do agree. Yeah. Uh, and I I know that the the heavens are totally reflecting that if we haven't gotten it together in the past 100 years to see things differently, now is the time to do it. So I'm going to sign off because the chorus of dogs are just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So let's go into our meditation for this week. So I invite everyone, as always, to just take that place of comfort, place of peace, place of quiet. And as we do that, just feel yourself settling in and becoming peaceful, becoming calm. And what we'll be working on what we'll be concentrating on, what we'll be focusing on now is bringing especially three things into our life, bringing confidence, bringing hope, and bringing what I call positivity and so that we can really help to ground in those three qualities, how we can really make these three qualities steady, steadfast, dependable, reliable, always present in our life. So as we deepen now into self-reflection, I find myself it's a, it's a good way to kind of see where I'm at, like am I feeling hopeful today? Mm, yes, no, kind of. I even like give myself like a percentage or a grade, you know, like out of 100 or out of 10, 
I'm feeling maybe only two out of 10, or maybe I'm feeling 10 every day. I just kind of for myself like to do that to see where I'm at. So just have a look today where you are now with your confidence, with your self-confidence, with your self-esteem. How are you feeling? And I tend to think of confidence as coming from the third chakra, the solar plexus, which is the colour yellow. And it's just about where the xiphoid process is at the base of the sternum. And just imagine there a beautiful ball of yellow light, beautiful bright yellow light, and that is a healthy self-esteem. If there's too much self-esteem, then we would be considered egotistical and self-cherishing and self-centred. But we absolutely have to have a healthy self-esteem to have respect for ourselves, to have awareness of ourselves. I also think of that as our personality too, the way that we are in the world. So just feel that centre of your confidence and just notice where you're at. Do you need a little bit of balancing there? Do you need a little bit of increase or a little bit of decrease? Just check in. And if you are someone who likes to use your hands, you can also place your hands one on top of the other with your palm on the top. And just feel that and feel the energy coming in. You can visualize literally that you have like a color of beautiful bright yellow coming from your palms into your center. So you're literally generating it for yourself. And just make sure that the color that you're imagining is a beautiful, clear, wonderful color. And as it's coming in, just feel that your self-awareness, your self-confidence is building to a healthy state. And then as you take a deeper breath, let's move up to the next chakra, the heart chakra, which I like to visualize as a green. So there in the middle of your chest, visualize a beautiful ball of green, like beautiful, really vibrant green. Think of like a forest, some plants, life, new life. And in that ball of green light, also if you'd like to put your hands there, one palm on top of the other in the centre of your chest, just check in and see how, how hopeful am I generally as a person? How much hope? 
do I bring into the world? How much do I see situations with hope? And let's also mix in with this now the the third aspect that we've been talking about, positivity. And we can see how those two are friends and like to sit together. To be positive is to be hopeful. And when we are hopeful, we're putting in front of ourselves something that we see as good, something that we see as helpful, as beneficial. When we are hopeful, we literally are putting these positive vibes, this positive aspiration, this intention into the world. And as we know from many, many different scientific studies as well as spiritual, metaphysical studies, certainly something that is very important in in Buddhism, is putting this positive attitude out there into the world, this hopeful attitude that actually does help to create in the physical reality. So we're helping to put something very concrete into the world ahead of us. And as we're working with this energy of the earth, of making things steady and steadfast, we know that as we are meditating, as we are thinking, as we are praying, as we are hoping, we are putting this positive energy into the world. So take a moment, just take a few deeper breaths and feel yourself now. Again, if you'd like to place your hands, keep your hands on that heart centre, one palm on top of the other and visualise the green light coming from your palms into the heart centre. You're literally putting the colour into yourself from yourself, that vibrant, green colour of hopefulness, of positivity into your own heart centre and we have the intention, we have the motivation here now of making this steady in our life, making this steadfast in our life, making positivity and hopefulness normal for us, making it something that we live by, that we are creating, that we are hoping for. And as we are doing it with intention and motivation for the highest good of all beings everywhere. And as you can feel that now in your body, Feel yourself literally now just filling up with green light, not just the heart centre, but all the way down into your belly, all the way up through the top of your chest, through your arms, filling your head all the way down your legs from the tips of your toes to the top of your head, filling yourself with this green light of hope and positivity knowing that you are creating the world, knowing that you are 
creating everything that comes in front of you now with this intention, with this aspiration. And as you take a few deeper breaths, sending this beautiful, vibrant green light to all beings everywhere, may all beings enjoy this hopefulness and this positivity. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Pam and I wish you a wonderful week and see you soon. Thanks so much. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.